Okay. I give up. What's going on? I don't know. But what if all the legends were true? What legends? Exactly. That sort of sums up the viewing experience of this movie if you are looking for a cohesive story. But this movie isn't so much about a cohesive story. Previous attempts to bring video games to the big screen didn't work out so well when the creators attempted to make a story that was like outside of the very basic storylines of video games of that time period. Think Super Mario Brothers, the movie which probably wisely but unfortunately went a very strange route that didn't resemble the Super Mario Brothers universe like at all and that was the first attempt to bring video games to the big screen in 1993 or how about Double Dragon from 1994 which I remember being very excited to see because it was one of my personal favorite arcade games of which the movie left zero impression on myself. And we also have 1994's Street Fighter, which had some star talent in Jean-Claude Van Damme. That movie essentially bombed. All three of these examples would try to make a competent storyline out of very little from, you know, the lore, essentially, of their video game counterparts. And they ultimately flopped. Although I would say, in part, because they just aren't very good movies. I do have a soft spot for Street Fighter, which I have not seen since I was very young, and I cannot wait to watch that movie again just so that way I can be immensely disappointed with it. A lot of people think it's a pretty bad movie, and I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but I will be rewatching that someday. Regardless, Mortal Kombat went a different route, and they basically just said, Okay, this is what everyone likes in this video game, so we're going to strip some of that down from its mature content and remove all the blood and a fair amount of the violence, but otherwise we'll give the people what they want. Fights. Characters' special moves. Some of the scenery from the characters' levels in the video game. It makes sense. Anyways, hello again. This is Steve, and today we will... Well, I think it's clear by now if the title of the episode and that introduction did not give it away. We're talking about the movie Mortal Kombat, which was released in 1995. Before we listen to the trailer, for those who did not grow up in the 90s, video games were really all the rage and had been for several years. And as I just briefed through, Hollywood was doing their best to take advantage of this newer market by creating films based on popular video games. Simple idea. However, in practice it is not so simple. In the case of Mortal Kombat, the arcade game came out in 1992 and it quickly became one of the top games available. So already in 1993 they released MK2 in the arcade form and they adapted Mortal Kombat 1 to several platforms. Those platforms being the Nintendo Game Boy, which was a handheld device, much like a modern Switch or a PSP, if you're familiar with those. Also, the game was released on Sega Game Gear, Sega Genesis, Sega Master System, and the SNES, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. 
all of which were varying forms of gaming consoles that you could play from the comfort of your own home versus having to go to the arcade palace where there will be lines. is the plot of this movie in synopsis form of course well several fighters from around the world are recruited to compete in a tournament where they will fight these other folks that are not necessarily from this earth realm in a battle to save the earth from evil they fight and that, that's about it uh, mortal kombat is rated pg-13 for violence there is no blood however Correction, and I'll point it out. There will be blood. And for the most part, the movie is pretty tame. Checking out commonsensemedia.org, it says that the parents' consensus would be for 13 and up, and then the kids' consensus said like 10 and up. I tend to be more in agreement with the kids here, but I would understand why a parent's opinion might differ from mine. I'm not a parent. If it helps, there is a neck that gets snapped. A man whose life is ended by landing on a pit of spikes. And technically someone does get decapitated. Those situations do not sound mild, but in presentation they are fairly mild. So that's all I've got to say about that. I think a mature preteen kid like, should be able to handle the movie violence just fine. If you can find the TBS version, then you're definitely safe. Mortal Kombat has a runtime of 1 hour and 41 minutes. And before I get into if I recommend the movie, let's take a look at some aspects of the production and the crew. The director of this movie you may recognize, as it was helmed by the still-relevant producer, director, and writer, Paul W.S. Anderson. This was his second experience as a director as a year prior in 1994 he directed a movie called shopping which had a young jude law in it this is not a movie that i have knowledge of it sits with a 5.4 on imdb 
Anderson's career really seems to have begun five years prior in 1990 as a writer of five episodes on a TV series over a two-year span. After 1995, Paul would move on to working on movies like Event Horizon, Alien vs. Predator, The Three Musketeers, several of the Resident Evil movies, the entire Death Race film franchise, and as recently as 2020, a show called Monster Hunter. The cast of this movie would not be described as star-studded, but they do have a few recognizable folks, like Christopher Lambert, who played Raiden. He was well-known enough for his role in the hit movie from uh, in 1986, Highlander. He's made a career in the industry, going four years for 40 years strong at this point. Then you have Robin Show. Chow? I think it's Show. Who, from my understanding, was a fairly big hit overseas from his work in martial arts films. After nine years in China, he got bored and he decided to return back home to California, where he quickly got a role in Mortal Kombat 1, with 42 credits to his name as an actor, according to IMDb. He's no slouch either. And his expertise in the martial arts is just one of many examples of the authenticity that this movie aimed for when it comes to the fighting and choreography. They definitely had a lot of talent behind the scenes and the actors who did not have formal training in the arts were still expected to perform as if they did. Months and months of training was put into these expectations. And it would be ultimately be the reason that Cameron Diaz is not in this movie too. Almost every actor, if not all of them, had some pretty severe injuries over the course of filming this movie. Stunt doubles can really like force an editor's hand and create fight scenes that are highly unrealistic and tough to follow. If you want to show off the art of a fight, you need to be able to hold shots on the action. And in order to hold shots on the action, typically... Your actors need to be the ones that are doing the performance. A little more on all of this should leak into my second part of this review. That said, YouTube channel Bad Boy Flicks has a rather excellent deep dive into these types of production um, like details from especially this movie. I don't watch all of his stuff, but it's good. Um, and if that's something that you enjoy finding out about this, great resource there. The last cast member I care to bring up is the Ms. Vaughn. That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. Who had just wrapped up her filming of the movie Billy Madison in time to be a last second replacement for the also beautiful Cameron Diaz. Bridget Wilson. Move it or lose it. Get out the bus. Hi, Ms. Vaughn. Nice to see you. Ms. Vaughn does a great job of joining a crew that had months and months of training under their belts without that really like coming through on the film. She did a great job of catching up to speed, essentially. Um, one little fun fact, apparently the cast and crew were partying pretty hard while filming in Thailand. And cute enough, uh, the 21-year-old at the time, newly 21-year-old, Bridget Wilson brought her mom along with her and they went sightseeing during their time off. Um, off of set instead of partying it up so all right a few more areas to speak about briefly there are some practical effects some 
CGI effects. Several different styles of special effects used in this movie to differing levels of success. The writer, Kevin Droney, does not have much to his name. I don't think that is a surprise based on this movie. Apparently there is a fair amount of ad-libbing on set and some of that humor from those ad-libs really actually helps the movie. More on that in part two of my review as well. George S. Clinton is responsible for the music, and he has a career in this industry that has also lasted over 40 years now. They had a vision, and although they got rejected by several studios, they stuck to their vision, and they were able to pull off what they wanted to do, and it definitely worked. It's a huge part of what makes this movie. That amped up EDM vibe helps the energy come through in this movie. There were quite a few folks involved in this movie that were competent creators in their own crafts. And it seems like they all tried to, you know, give it their all for this movie. It was not expected that this movie was going to be a success by anyone, including their own distributor, New Line Cinema, and some of the cast members. Even director Paul W.S. Anderson actually went out of the country on the release weekend because he was so nervous that the movie was going to bomb and he didn't want to hear all the backlash about it. He would later admit that he did regret that decision and he had wished that he stayed in town in order to soak up all the glory of the movie's success on its opening weekend. So, do I recommend the movie? What is my personal rating out of five stars? Well, there is a lack of story. The choppiness of almost the entire movie is distracting. The fight scenes range from okay to better than good, in my opinion. And of course, the soundtrack is, well, it's a part of most kids' childhoods that were growing up through the 90s. It's iconic in its own right. I regretfully am giving Mortal Kombat, the movie, a 2.35 out of 5 stars, though. I racked my brain to come up with a creative Mortal Kombat-esque rating system, but the only one that I could think of would work was if this movie was a flawless victory. And it is not that. If you've seen the movie before, I don't think there is much need to seek out revisiting this movie. If you've never seen it before, can you get past some poor aged CGI? If not, then that's probably going to be a problem, and I, w- I would kind of lean towards no for you. I'd recommend this movie most to someone who is younger, uh, someone who is a part of their original target audience, which is the teenage audience. And I think that would remain true today. It definitely helps to be a fan of Mortal Kombat in order to enjoy this movie more. This movie is also very tough to spoil, so I would say if you haven't made up your mind yet, keep listening. Uh, Listen to my part two through my walkthrough. Uh, I don't think there's anything that really is going to get spoiled. Folks who have a special interest in like fight choreography could probably appreciate some aspects of this movie as well. Um, You know, like more than your average viewer, they definitely show off some um, longer fight scenes. This is a movie of its time, and I don't think that it holds up exceptionally well i was thinking i I would have better things to say about this movie i was thinking that that would be higher than a 2.35 more like a 335 um all i can add to this is that when this movie came out like seven eight year old me absolutely loved this movie 
What do you think the ratings look like? We're going to start with the Rotten Tomatoes critics score, where I think there are some issues with the CGI that might be able to get overlooked due to when the movie came out by some of the critics. But critically, this movie wasn't made for the critics, so I'm going to go with a 27% is my guess. Um, 27% of the critics liked Mortal Kombat, gave it a thumbs up. That's what I'm guessing here. And with 40 votes, Mortal Kombat currently has a 48% approval rating. I was wrong. I thought like 38% was probably about where this movie would max out. Time for the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. There is going to be some nostalgia built into this score. There may be less forgiveness for that poor CGI. And... I don't know, there's not like a whole lot to really hate about this movie either, so I'm going with 50%. I can't really come to a number that I feel confident in. I did do better with this guess, uh, with about 312,000 votes for Mortal Kombat. Currently, it is sitting with a 57% approval rating from the audience. The majority of people do give this movie a thumbs up. The last score we'll look at here is the IMDB rating, which is more of like... On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you like the movie? Everyone loves the soundtrack. It is legendary. That said, there are a lot of issues. So those 9s and 10s are probably only going to be reserved for like the people who loved this movie as a kid and they've essentially rated the movie based on those feels. I would guess that the votes for like a 3, a 2, and a 1 combined are going to be roughly equal to the combined percentage of votes that gave it a 9 or a 10. I'm going to guess with a 5.7 out of 10. And with a little over 100,000 votes, the official IMDb score is currently sitting at a 5.8 out of 10. Let's take a closer look at that. So about... 12.5% of the votes came in for a 9 or a 10 out of 10. A perfect 10, holding about 9% of that 12.5%. And about 11% of the votes were came from that 3 and below category. So close, closely nulled each other out there. I pretty much nailed this INDB score. With 23% of the votes, a 6 received the highest number of votes. This next little bit I find interesting. Across the board, females gave this movie a better rating than males. So, let's look at the scores. For the Rotten Tomatoes critics score, Mortal Kombat is sitting at a 48% approval rating from the critics and a 50% approval rating from the audience. The IMDb score is currently at a 5.8 out of 10. So, by the numbers, you may or may not actually like the movie. It's not a masterpiece. It's not a must-see piece of cinema, but as a piece of history, this movie is a decent look at something that played a big role in the pop culture of the generation or two of us growing up in the 90s era. It's also the moment where Hollywood thought that they figured out how to adapt a video game into a movie, and oh how wrong they were. They will never quite figure it out, but... There are some good adaptations, and this is one of them. Do you think the fans and the critics gave it some props reviews or what? Starting with the critics reviews. 
Right off the bat, here's a quick one from Mike Massey of Gone with the Twins, who gave it a 2 out of 10 and stated, The special effects are incredibly poor, even by 1995 standards. Yes, there is an issue with some effects that are done in the movie. However, there are also some rather good effects. I think this guy is focusing on a few incredibly poor CGI effects, of which... Maybe they weren't top-notch even in 1995, but they also didn't look that bad in 1995. So, yeah, I'll weigh it out a little bit. A second poor review comes in from Eric D. Snyder of ericdsnyder.com, who states, If the movie Mortal Kombat were a character in a Mortal Kombat video game, its special maneuver would be to climb on its opponent's shoulders and defecate on the opponent's head. I have no input. I just thought that that was pretty funny. I will take this moment to say, if you want a martial arts film from this time period that is similar but much better, I'd recommend Bloodsport. Although there are no magical powers in Bloodsport, that's about the only difference, except Bloodsport does have a storyline and you care about the characters in the movie. Bloodsport's better. Watch it. But be aware that um, certain liberties may have been taken with the truth of the validity of the story that this movie is based on, uh, Bloodsport. Instead of reading this final review that I have here, one issue that many seem to have with this movie was that it strips away so much of the violence that is in the video games. But in every other sense is basically the video game in live-action form. That it lost what helped to make Mortal Kombat such a powerhouse brand. In essence, it's a watered-down version of what the die-hard audience for this movie wanted. And I think it's understandable that there are people that felt that way. Me being on the young side of the target audience um, is plenty enough for me. Now, let's take a look at a couple positive critics' reviews. From Mark Savlov, Savlov of the Austin Chronicle. It's silly, of course, but more importantly, it's a hell of a lot of fun with plenty of above average gags. Mark gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I tend to agree with that analysis. It is silly. Although, is that exactly what this movie needed? We'll never know. And describing the gags as above average is, I think, right on. I can't disagree. A lot of these reviews are echoing sentiments that I've spoken about already or I expect to be speaking about further on in this review. So let's check out Kim Newman of Empire Magazine's review. She gave it 3 out of 5 and said, Anderson does a good job of edging humor into dumbness. Lambert gets a few witty looks and the art direction and effects are okay. Now, this is me speaking again. There are a lot of odd, almost competing forces that get inserted into this movie, which are what ends up giving the movie just enough charm that although I'm not recommending you purchase it for your viewing pleasure, I'm still thinking that you should give it one last watch the next time you come across it on a streaming service. In relation to the 2021 movie coming out soon, I don't think there will be any need to see this movie. Don't need to. Not, not for that reason. 
How about we take a look at this audience review from Juggler J, who gave it a 3 out of 5 stars and said, I wasn't a very big fan of the video game, and I want to hate this movie. But I don't hate this movie. It's meh. Alright, Mr. J, that's good to know. Many reviewers, 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 including myself, mention that you probably need to be a fan of Mortal Kombat in order to enjoy the movie. And that may be fairly accurate as a blank statement, but, it's always a but, clearly there is something that this movie offers even for those who are not fans of the franchise. And I thought that should be mentioned, so thank you, Juggler J. How about Dama O, who gave this movie 5 out of 5 stars? And she she said, The movie is amazing. I like the action, and I like the Scorpion and Sub-Zero scenes because they are amazing. That speaks to the kid in me as well as current day me. Those two fighters are still what helps to make this movie a fun enough watch. Um, there's, there's just something so cool about those two. This is going to be my final review for this. Yeah, besides my own. Because then I have some general thoughts to add after looking through so many of these reviews. And so from David L., who gave it one and a half out of five stars. This movie was an embarrassment to the Mortal Kombat franchise, and it wasn't because of the cheesy effects slash CGI and bad acting. They changed characters and made them seem not relatable to the game versions at all. The plot was all over the place that the movie came off as super rushed. The only thing that it was even good for was the excellent fight scenes, which there were a lot of. After David talks about what he hates, he still mentions that he loves the fight scenes, and yet there are nearly as many people who will tear the fight scenes apart and say that they have poor choreography, etc. This trend of people disliking three, four aspects of the movie, but then liking one, two other aspects, is very prevalent throughout those reviews that I've been looking through, and there is no consensus about what is good or bad about the movie. The humor lands for some, and not for others. For some, the dialogue is terrible. For some, that's what helps give this movie some of its charm. And for others, they don't like it at all. Some enjoy the special effects of this movie. Others don't. It seems to me that for most audience goers, they found one or two things that were redeemable about this movie, and that I think that that is important for us to note. Something about this movie speaks to most people at a meh, it's alright level. Alrighty, I'll save the interesting facts for part 2 of my Mortal Kombat review. I also think that I will have some time to review Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the sequel to this movie. I'm however not going to dedicate myself to that, or nor am I going to put a time frame on it. Now, get out of here.